Is there a website for Amy Schumer hot takes? Just things that she said that are controversial? I miss Logan. Yeah, that's why I'm going to talk about him. He said he's going to come by later. No, he did not. He's probably going to come by after his date. Oh, okay. I got you. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Braden. Today we got Alex, Christian, and Hunter. We don't have Logan today, so he can't give us his opinions on 2015's train wreck. But um, Alex hit it with some movie news. All right. Um, this week has been kind of a slow week for movie news, but this was opening week for Venom 2, uh, Let There Be Carnage, and it was the new biggest opening of the pandemic. Opened at, I believe... $90 million at the North American box office this weekend. It's quite so, a lot. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we have Jerry Seinfeld apologizes for sexual B-movie jokes. So he's coming out with a new Netflix debut and wanted to apologize because he didn't think when he made B-movie that his his main message he wanted to get across wasn't that the B and the girl were having romantic relations. It was actually... <laughs> It was actually a legal, a legal battle that he wanted. This is, this is not a joke. Keep keep power through. I promise. He said that, um, so he showed a relationship between a woman and a bee meant for children. And he wanted to pursue the idea. (laughs) Okay. He wanted it to end up being a legal thriller. Jerry Seinfeld. That's not where I thought that was going. <laughs> B movie to be a legal thriller instead of a romantic comedy between a bee and a woman. What does that mean, though? It's okay, Jerry. Was the bee a well, lawyer? Because it's remember, okay, in, man. <laughs> in the movie, he's they're they're fighting for like honey rights. <laughs> do you not remember this yes yes yeah. yes yes, yes. Hey, yeah. we forgive you jerry but he's a florist it. yeah I, mean, I know but anyways oh, jerry seinfeld apologized this week for his sexual innuendos how in dare the you movie. this one's been weighing heavy on my heart for these last few years I'm so glad so. he spoke about finally it finally glad that he's spoken up thank you jerry we accept your apology now move on with your life yeah, please. yeah, yeah. it's okay it's all right man. jerry buddy that was a while ago you're a change man different times different times <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right. Well, moving on. No Time to Die records record $119 million overseas opening at the box office. Is that ever? (coughs) I think it's ever. What do you mean, is that ever? In the history of international opening for movies. Well, I mean, like, because Venom was a pandemic record. Oh, okay. Yes, this is a pandemic era record. Oh, Mm. okay. So... Really nice. What's the highest so international it, movie? So it beat Dune, right? Young Jamie. Mm-hmm. Young yeah, Jamie. Yeah. Let's get the search. Because oh, Dune premiered overseas too. So. And Dune made a lot of money overseas. Dune didn't make that much. Damn. Opening weekend. Dune okay. is at maybe a hundred million right now. I think, and it came out last week. Switzerland, Sweden, and Italy. I'm actually so hyped for this movie. I'm not gonna lie though. Yeah. I'm really excited for hey. this. Congrats, <laughs> James Bond, on the international open. Woohoo! In the next movie news, Marvel finally gained the rights to Fantastic Four and X-Men movies, and they announced six, oh, seven new releases over the next uh, three to four years. 
That's good news. So I saw this on the outline. Did they? I'm confused because they not already have rights to it because they bought Fox. Yeah. So, um, so Marvel has four release dates in 2024 for untitled mystery movies: uh, February 16th of 2024, May 3rd, July 26th, and November 8th. And these are slated to be things like Blade, Captain America 4, Deadpool 3, and the Fantastic Four. Isn't it crazy they slate movies out in seven years in advance with the specific dates? And then they all get pushed back. And then they get pushed back inevitably. Yep. What happens when the day comes that people get superhero fatigue? I've always wondered that. And they have movies slated for five years. After Venom 2, I I don't know if that movie was just bad or if I'm like over superhero movies, but I think that movie may have killed it for me. Wow. All movies. All All superhero superhero movies. movies. Yes. That was just interesting. It fucking sucked, guys. Let's get into it. But yeah, we're yeah. going into good it. Good segue, good yeah. segue. We right. watched Venom Let There Be Carnage this week. Uh, I'll give you the synopsis for Venom. Eddie Brock is still struggling to coexist with the shape-shifting extraterrestrial Venom when deranged serial killer Cletus Cassidy also becomes host to an alien symbiote. Brock and Venom must put aside their differences to stop his reign of terror. It has a critic score of 59%, Rotten Tomato audience score of 86%, IMDb 6.7. We talked about the box office earlier, but the box office is at 103.9 million and with a budget of 110 million. So it's definitely going to make a profit. Yeah. I don't know if people just saw the trailer for this and were like, oh, it's a superhero movie. We have to go see it. But it, it, it fucking sucked. I think a lot of people just really like Venom too. Like Venom's cool. I mean, like Logan said last week, it's Tom Hardy, and then it's mm-hmm. also a, a comic book character. And it's cute and funny. Like, even if we weren't doing a podcast, were you not going to go see this? Exactly. I probably would have. You know, I remember being in the theater, too, while Parker and I were watching this, and people were, like, clapping and, like, smiling. And, like, really? they, they got up, and they are talking about how much they liked it. And I was, I mean, there were multiple moments that I looked over at Parker, and I was just laughing because the movie, like... The jokes were not hitting. I, I felt like I was laughing at the wrong thing. The people love Venom, man. They do. I think first people Venom, really like Venom. Yeah. The first Venom audience score is 80-something percent, and the critic score is 30. Yeah. People love it. I think they also... I think a lot of people do like them, though, that they're just lighthearted and fun. And not, like, deeper, like, with Avengers, how they feel like there's so much weighing on it and stuff. I think a lot of people like the Venom movies because they're kind of just pointless and fun and stupid yeah they they don't take themselves seriously yeah which i i can appreciate the only problem in this movie especially with that was that like the venom or the venom the antagonist didn't feel like they took themselves seriously either cletus oh man he was such a miss for me and shriek i feel like woody harrelson gave this the absolute bare minimum and that's not a fault of his but Man, I feel like they handed him the script and he read it and went, all right. And then he just <laughs> went for it. And the first tr- the first time he tried it, they went, sounds good to me. I think he was miscast. I don't think Woody Harrison. I do too, movie. but it helped sell the movie. That's like, what I was telling my dad. I was like, I don't like, I didn't like Woody Harrelson no. as the, as Cletus Cassidy. And he's I like, really did not. He's like, like why not? And I was like, he just didn't fit the role. Like Mm-mm. it. His, his stupid haircut, man. Yeah, his, his haircut, wig, bro. His wig was so, so bad. bad. The wig was pretty bad. Oh, it was so gross. Did you it, like it better than the after credits in Venom One, though? Yes, he had Jufro. He had Jufro <laughs> in, in the after credits scene. The curly hair was pretty bad in the first one. 
Like, I feel like I, I wrote this down. Um, I feel like if Walton Goggins was in this world, you know who Walton Goggins is? Do a young Jamie search. Young Jamie you guys search know who Walton Goggins is. He He's in The Hateful Eight. Um, i trying yes. to think of some other movies. I like it already because of his forehead. Oh, yeah. I think no if man he would have played forehead. Carnage or Cletus Cassidy, he would have been way better. He's talking about his forehead, not just staring at it right now. <laughs> just, just move past the forehead <laughs> I without even acknowledging it. His forehead until <laughs> now, I guess. But, but sadly, he can he couldn't be casting this because he is in Ant Man and the Wasp. He has yeah. a small role in there, so he can't be in mm-hmm. uh, Carnage. Sure. I just feel like because Cletus Cassidy, he was like a goofy villain, mm-hmm. and when Woody Harrelson said some lines, it came off kind of cringe. Yeah, they did. And I feel like Gawain Goggins could have pulled that off way better because he's kind of like that anyway. Yeah. So I feel like Woody with a lot of the lines, not his fault, but they were trying to take it two different directions at once. And a lot of them came off as stupid. And I feel like they were supposed to not stupid, but just silly and fun and lighthearted. But then there were some that I feel like were supposed to be like really serious and giving off serious I'm really evil vibes and deranged. But because before they already went with like the silly route, I didn't know if I was supposed to like take it as, oh, this is them being silly still or, oh, I'm supposed to be like scared of this guy because he's a psycho serial killer man with no motives. I don't think so. I think I think the entire movie, you were not supposed to take this seriously at all. Really? Because I think compared to the first Venom, when it doesn't really know what it's supposed to be, I think you're supposed to take this at face value mm-hmm. where it's just a silly movie and it's just Venom and Tom Hardy going back and forth and you just have a goofy little villain. That's one thing that I did like, though, is that they leaned in a lot more to like the the funny, silly, goofy side. Like Venom talked way more in this movie. A lot more. He's like very much every, his own character. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like differentiating himself, which I thought was good. And I did like that they leaned into that a lot more. One thing they didn't learn as far as what they want to be is this movie should have been rated R. Yes. Again. Yes. That's something I immediately thought about after it ended. There's there's just so many scenes where we're just supposed to imagine stuff happening. Mm-hmm. They get their heads bitten off. There's yes. no blood. Mm-hmm. Nothing's happening. They just Their head's not there anymore. And they're very, very clearly trying to hide some like gore. Like I remember there was one scene where Carnage took someone's head off and they put like a blanket over the top of their head. But like you could tell there wasn't a head there, but Mm -hmm. they just didn't want to show a headless person. And making it PG-13 does make it a little more seamless when. Okay, first off, before I say anything further, I know we put spoilers on our episode titles, but if you've not seen the movie, please quit listening. Spoilers. But they make it more seamless for when they're going to transition Venom into the MCU with Spider-Man. Yeah. Because, yeah, if they took it rated R and then they transitioned him in, that would have been terrible because it would have been a disaster. Mm -hmm. Because then in other movies, you would have had to take the character in a completely different direction and it would have seemed super chopped up. Yeah, and making making the character more silly or making the movie more s- silly also helps transition in the MCU because it doesn't take itself seriously. Because if mm-hmm. this movie was super serious and super dark like a DC film, then you put Venom in an MCU film, it's all you're expecting something from Venom and it's just going to be a typical MCU film for yeah. Spider-Man. Something cool I think that, that they're going to do with this is 
they because they made Venom a hero in his own movie, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to put him in the MCU now as a villain. And you're going to have that conflict with yourself on which who do you cheer for? Do you cheer for Spider-Man or do you cheer for this Venom that we've had two movies where he's the hero in? Mm-hmm. So it yeah, gives you that inner conflict. Very, well, they that, make him very likable. Yeah. That's kind of the other thing though, is we don't know that he's going to be cast as a villain. Like mm-hmm. he's, cause even in the, in the ending of this movie, they call him the lethal protector. Uh, there's, there's no do. point when they say that he's going to be a villain and his whole, that, that was kind of my only issue with this movie. Braden brought up some good points. Um, like if if you take this movie to be silly and goofy, I think it, it adds a lot to it. I think I wanted something more serious and going into it, I wanted that rated R Venom movie. Fair. And so when I came out of it, I was I was upset. Mm-hmm. But I think Marvel wants to add Venom as a hero in the MCU Ooh. and just give you a nuanced hero. Okay. Kind of like if they would have had like Deadpool or someone like that. I mean, I could see it. I just assumed villain because Spider-Man 3, he's yeah. the villain in Spider-Man well, and 3. I think, but... I think in, in the comics, that's what he is too. But he's also like he's fueled by rage because Tom Hardy and Venom are supposed to be this super angry, you know, duo. And in this movie, Tom Hardy's the voice of reason and Venom's like, no, 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 I want to kill, kill, kill. And it's just, it's just a different dynamic, I think. It'll be interesting if they do make him a villain because they're going to have to have a good reason. Unless it's mm-hmm. just, if they just make Venom a bad guy just to be a bad guy so he can fight Spider-Man. Yeah. It'd be kind of It weird. would make no sense for Tom Hardy to want to go eat Tom Holland's head off. You know what I mean? Well, like, the MCU Sinister Six is going to be... Doc Ock, Sandman, Electro, Green Goblin, Venom, and Rhino. And okay. Rhino, if you guys don't remember who that is, he's an amazing Spider-Man 2. Garfields? I'll yes. take your word for okay. it. Yes. I haven't seen the Garfield ones. I haven't watched those in years. But that, that, yeah. that's supposed to be the MCU Sinister Six for this new Spider-Man movie. Hey, Supposedly. All, all that I'm saying is it's going to be real funny to watch Venom be all mad after his ass in the sand toes in the water scene yeah, at the end of this true. movie yeah. <laughs> where they're just vibing now looking at the sunset they're watching the sunset yeah. together on the beach it's just it's just cute you know he's letting the wind blow through his hair and then fast forward what when does that movie come out two months december yeah fast forward and now he's mad <laughs> i don't know i hope they do it well mm-hmm. i'm sure they will it's well, and I think having the Spider-Man writers on this will help it a lot. Yeah, Tom Hardy did the screenplay for this. Really? Yes. Interesting. So I wonder if he if he had any part. I don't think he has any screenplay credits in the new Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But hey, what y'all think of the CGI? By the way, same as the first one. It's yeah. Same as the first one. Same qualms I have with the first one. We're in this one. Yeah. They, yeah, I don't, I don't know. The goo it's hard to make. Really it's hard to make like goo, I guess, look good in CGI. If you make it too real, it's kind of gross. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Oh my god. Okay, the first time that I saw Carnage, though, he was giving me real hentai vibes. I with he, the tentacles. Yeah, it, it was weird, man. And then you like you see Woody Harrelson, and he's got the thing just coming out of his back. You know, you know the scene when it's just slimy, and then it comes back into his body yeah and he's wrapped he wraps it around shriek when he's breaking her out and i oh it it just did not sit right with me man sounds like it you just came so at the thought of it no oh, it, no <laughs> it was disgusting 
And it's, if you if you like the Venom tongue play in Venom One, you're gonna <laughs> love, you're gonna love <laughs> the Carnage. You tongue guys play just in this get ready one. for this one. Yeah, Carnage Carnage gets creative with his tongue on this one. He really does. <laughs> he uses that tongue well. At least they learned from the fight scenes from the first Venom, and they made these fight scenes in Carnage well better lit, I guess. And the yeah. characters, the yeah, two, yeah, the two symbiotes, not the same freaking color. So you could actually see, see kind of what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I was happy that I could. It's nice to know what's going on in a movie sometimes, you know. Sometimes. Well, it was the red one. And the red ones are bad. That's for whatever reason. For whatever reason. One. No explanation as to what the red ones are, but they're red and they're bad. Oh, shit. That's oh. a red one. That's a red one. Quality line. <laughs> it's a red one. <laughs> why, is, why is he red when he's Venom's kid? Son. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't Blood. know I don't know how a bite makes a stronger symbiote, but uh, face value, bro. Yeah, I mean it's it's also just one of those superhero movie things. I think you just have to take a face value yeah, and run with it. I guess so. I mean, I can't explain everything. I guess I'm glad it was an hour and a half. Yeah, man, this is the same thing with the first one though, because I said the same thing about the first one. But those movies fly by. Like I, this movie ended, and I felt like it was so fast. I'm glad. You I mean, I'm not, compl- I'm not complaining. Like <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. But I don't know. Like, it was the same thing when I watched Venom 1. I, I watched it and I was like, that felt like I just watched like a TV episode. And this was the same way. It ended and I was like, because what was the runtime? Literally the exact same. It was 90 minutes. No, the first one was an hour and 51. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because this one, I mean, this one felt just as long as the first one for me, which is not very long, but not complaining. Yeah. Hey, fun fact, you brought up Shriek. I think that's like the first, that's a mutant from like X-Men. Oh. I think that's the first time we've had a mutant in an MCU movie. MCU adjacent movie. See, I didn't realize. To be fair, Scarlet Witch is kind of a mutant, but they don't really say that. But I didn't realize that Venom was a part of the MCU. Like, Was he originally like, when the first Venom came out, right? Was that the same universe as the current Marvel? No, no, no. Like we talked about it. Uh, They talked about the the Daily Globe in New York and in Spider-Man universe, it's Daily Bugle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't the same thing. And in the post-credits scene, um, there's like the Doctor Strange, like yellow light. And he gets transported into Spider-Man's universe. So it wasn't the same universe. Okay, cool. So, yeah. I wonder if... They had rights to that in Venom 1, or if that's something they recently gained rights to in this one. Are you talking about like Sony or Marvel? Because they, the... they bought Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know if Venom was a Fox thing. No, Sony. Sony. Uh, Spider-Man and the Sinister Six characters, or not all of Spider-Man's characters, are all Sony. Okay. Um, the only reason they're doing this is because Sony's actually letting Marvel do it. Okay. That is a mess. That is a legal mess. I hope they keep doing it, man, because I'd hate to see Spider-Man just leave the MCU for yeah. no reason. It almost happened Out of about greed. a year ago because Marvel was being greedy and not letting Sony get any money. Yeah. No no toy toy money. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have anything else that we want to say about this movie? No. I'm surprised we've said this much, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I got wouldn't a lot say to cut it did really... You know, didn't didn't rock rock my world or anything. It was a cool, normal superhero movie. I don't you want to give your review on it? Sure. So I'll go first. 
Um, I like this more than the first one. Um, and I think I'm going to give it a solid 55%. All right. What'd you give the first one? Do you know? I believe like a 30 something. 55. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give this movie a 48%. I don't remember what I gave the first one. I think it was a little lower than that. I think I was in the thirties as well, but I thought this movie was better than the first one, but still it, it could have been so much better, man. Just make it rated R, and I think it goes up a good 20%. So, um, Alex touched on it earlier when he was talking, when he first was talking about his thoughts on it. But I think my big problem with this was I kind of went into it, and I went into it really having faith that it would like be significantly better than the first one with Andy Serkis at the helm of the project. But... I mean, it obviously wasn't significantly better than the first one. If you like the first one, you like this one. I do like that they leaned in in this one to what they did well in the first one. But with the subject matter at hand and, you know, some shallow writing going on, you can only lean in so much. So I'm going to give this a solid 28%. What'd you give the first one? something around there i think a 30 something so you like the first one better i thought they were the same exact movie okay i i talked this up a little bit but my my rating is not going to be too great um i think i'm gonna i give the first one a 38 so i think i'm gonna i like this a slightly better i don't i think the rewatchability on this movie it kind of not good so i feel like if i watch it again i'd dislike it more but i think i'm gonna give it a 40 all right, start the drum roll. Crystal, please. All right, we only got one us... calculation going on now. <laughs> Not <laughs> that, two. That gives us a cheese meter score of a forty-two point seven five percent. So uh, two stars on Letterbox. So yeah. So next week we had this on the movie news, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We will be seeing. Uh, fuck's it called no no time to no die. time to die james bond yeah, the, baby. the final james, james bond, bond movie i am Are you guys gonna watch it, those yes yeah. i'm taking it upon myself this week to watch all three of them four no 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 three there's four fuck this damn is fifth it. installment <laughs> for daniel four. craig god yes. damn it oh, so I'm, I'm currently I've, just for everybody i'm currently the only one that's actually watched all of these i think i've seen none of them we're gonna get there this week don't you worry it's y'all's homework yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna watch them this week what do we got? Like there's the casino. There's Casino Royale, Spectre, Quantum of Solace, oh, Skyfall, yeah. and then Spectre. Okay. And then No Time to Die. I'm not sure I've seen Spectre. All right. I gotta watch them all. So I'm they're a good time. Tonight. I'm gonna they're go home. Time. Watch one tonight. They are all better. I will say they are all better than both Venoms. I think. Combined. Thank God. Well. I'm done with That's bad not movies. Much I'm done with bad movies. Hey, basically. we get, hey, are are we gonna do? Are we gonna do Lamb on the pod? Or are we just gonna watch it? I think we I think we do them both next week. Yeah, we, we could do, do a double Lamb, yeah. double Lamb, and no Time to Die feature. Die. Friday night, Saturday, two morning. Lambs. We're two gonna do lambs. two Lamb reviews <laughs> and No Time to Die. We could do a Friday night, Saturday morning next week. Maybe mm. we'll see. Things change every week, so yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah. That's that's a long time in the future. All we right. can't plan that far. Well, you guys know the drill. If you've made it this far, then we thank you. If you've enjoyed what you heard today, go ahead and like the video if you're on YouTube or leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can go ahead and follow us on Twitter at the underscore pod rats. 
give you some hugs for some follows. Hell yeah. Now, your support means everything to us and keeps us motivated to be here every week. So yeah. we thank you. With that being said, we'll be back next week. Until then, put yourself first and take care of each other. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.